0: Hey now, welcome to the City Off Campus podcast with your two favorite hosts, Sammy Sommerfeld and Jack McFarland. Jack, two weeks post-graduation, three weeks. We're back where we started with the pod. Like, think about it. You're you're home in Chicago, I'm home in Florida. Got the Zoom background going again, and I don't know if you noticed, but it's not a still background, it's a motion background. I, I stepped up my game two years in, you know? Had to step it up a little bit, but... How are you feeling post-grad? You know, I'll, I'll go into how I'm feeling after I I want to hear how you're doing though. how you're holding up.
1: I first off, don't even think your motion background is Florida. That like looks completely Caribbean. Like, oh, no, it's for a, sure Florida, dude. That's for anyone seeing this.
0: It's not Florida. It's but, East Coast. It's East Coast. I took them to the East Coast not on West Coast this time, but it's Florida. No, I,
1: I got to say post-grad, you wake up and the first day of it, I remember just saying to myself, okay, what am I going to do today? Because I don't have to worry about like, obviously I have the job that I'm doing right now, but I don't have to worry about school or some paper or this or that or the other. And it was one of those moments uh, a week after graduation, a week or so, I went to Minneapolis to go see my sister and we were driving around like one morning and I looked at my mom And I was just like, it's, it's really nice out this morning. Like it's, you can hear the birds chirping, you know, it's just nice. And she goes, you're in a different mindset. Like you're just like sitting there, like smelling the roses and you have that ability to do it now that whatever constant pressure of like school isn't there, but it's also like, because I have something right now to where I'm not constantly like worried about getting my next thing lined up, but it's, it's nice because you get to fill your day productively and then it's like if you whatever you do nobody can like discredit what you've done because it's just like dude that's your day like that's what you've done and what what are they gonna do tell you that's that's wrong you know so it's i don't know it's kind of just liberating being able to just do whatever the fuck and you just feel productive at the end of it
0: yeah i think one thing we've talked about off air is we've been waking up every morning and we feel like we actually got good sleep because for the last like three years, we've just been like, it's been on and off with the sleep where you know, you're know you always anxious about the next project you have to do, worried if you forgot something, cranking it out two hours before it's due, an hour before it's due. Um, I think the burden of school is there's always the next thing. Yep. And with us is we know what we have to do each day. And if we don't know, we get to figure it out while we're doing it, which is just so freeing. Um. So just like, it's so weird to almost feel like this is a break, but it's like real life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just the free time, like you get up and you're like, okay, if I have nothing to do, what can I do? And it just feels like an alternate reality to be honest. But you know, for me, I'm in a different situation as you, cause I've been hitting the ground running with job interviews since I've gotten mm-hmm. back. And the thing that, you know, is weird is I thought I'd be anxious about like, when am I going to get like the thing or, you know, when am I, you know, holding something down, whatever. And I think what's nice about being in this interview process with jobs that I'm happy like, I'm happy with all the ones I'm interviewing for right now is you're doing what you need to be doing and you can't do anything more. Like you can't control it. So it's like after that 30-minute interview, that hour interview, it's like, okay, move on, let's go golf, let's go do this, let's go do whatever. Cause you have the freedom now. You don't have job interviews, school, another meeting, another meeting, another meeting, you know? And so it's nice, dude. It just feels like we're We're grinding, but we're doing that at different speed, which is nice.
1: Yeah. And and like, I mean, obviously, I've talked a little bit about the job that I've accepted and what I've been doing. But I sit there and like I hear some of my friends now who are working. and I mean, they have like desk jobs that go eight to four, nine to five, whatever. Nice, long traditional work days and then I sit there and like yeah I work night all hours but like I sit there and I watch sports for a living and I go on social media and it's like well this isn't a job like I don't I'll never complain about my job I'll complain about maybe like working weird hours yeah never you know and that's like such a beautiful thing too where I, I this is the real world and I'm I enjoy what I do so it's like I'll never sit here and complain I have friends who just already fucking moan about what they do and I'm like well that's just for you and I, it's like we're trying to get in and doing something we love other people. It's it's not like that. So, this is like it's nice to finally be out of school because we've always said it's kind of like having two jobs. Now it's not like we just graduated from a job. So, yeah, that was
0: no, for real. It, it's
1: a nice feeling, but kind of, uh, kind of just want to rotate in the first topic. It's gone on for a couple of days, but, um, the whole Tommy fam, Jock Peterson um took a took a note out of will smith's book and slapped the man in the middle of public
0: it was all over a fantasy football like loophole okay like but it made it amazing that it was over fantasy football like i, I think, made fantasy football relevant in may but no no no, no but i think the other way you got to look at
1: i listened to part of my take yesterday and this was a phenomenal point by big cat football Made baseball the most relevant it has been all season with a with True. a story that that's didn't what have Rich anything eisen to do with...
0: said too that's what and, Rich and, Eisen said. And
1: I mean football is obviously gonna be king, but I just thought in the whole reading the situation, yeah, I can only assume how much money is in this league the buy-in. I figure it's like a five thousand, ten thousand dollar buy-in, probably ten, maybe fifteen, but it's probably yeah. winner take all Tommy's pissed. But all jock did was he put someone on IR that was hurt out not like yeah. hurt hurt just out and then like stack them i mean that's what's wrong with that people get hurt everybody does that yeah. everybody does it people get hurt he even said that tommy did it and then tommy obviously
0: freaked out but well then Tom- no but did you hear the second part of tommy's argument though with the ir thing well he had ross it was the player was ross wilson i think no jeff no wilson, jeff, jeff wilson, yeah jeff running wilson. back yeah and the, the thing with Tommy was he claimed so I guess their league was ESPN but he had Jeff Wilson in two leagues that were on different platforms so he claimed I guess that he wasn't actually on or he was on IR or something in the ESPN league and in the other one but he mixed them up or something like one of them wasn't on IR it seems that Tommy cares a little too much yeah so he was like kind of making things up a little bit and trying to go around the you know find loopholes in other ways but the he other... owned the slap, though. Like, they asked him oh, about, yeah. like,
1: his suspension, and he was like, yeah, I ain't gonna feel it. Like, I smacked but, that fucker.
0: <laughs> but, but the other thing, though, that was funny was the next day, after the first interview with Jock, they dove into it a little deeper, and everybody discovered that there was also a meme involved. And it was jock chirping Tommy who was on the Padres last year about them having a stacked ball club and they're losing to the Dodgers. And it was basically the Dodgers like as the superior logo. And then it was the Padres around. It. it was amazing to know that a meme was involved in 2022 and 2021 just made it even better. Like it just made it more of like, you know, that's what goes on in fantasy football leagues. Like the thing is like the group chat makes the league. Like if well, you're in a fantasy football league and it has a weak group chat, it's not a good league. That's just I, like how it works.
1: I also think the hatred that the group has for the commissioner really gives in to how like successful that league is. If there's that much resentment for the commissioner, then some of the owners can band together and kind of oh, create this sure. little pack. So the commissioner so who's for the this commissioner? league, I've
0: been waiting. You haven't told me.
1: It's Mike Trout.
0: Oh,
1: and Mike Trout has to be the one that's catching all of the shit now because he let it go, I guess. And they're now settling this beef, but slapping and... I just thought, what a guy for this like responsibility to fall on. And Mike Trout, the most unsung, quiet superstar we have ever seen. And he is at the center of this giant baseball fantasy football scandal that I doubt we'll ever hear him say something. But now that Adam Schefter tweeted out that it's fucking Mike Trout, I would be surprised if he doesn't have to answer a question or two tonight.
0: <laughs> so my my question is who else is in this league yeah because if you notice jock mike and tommy haven't ever played together so here's been my prediction on who's mm. in the league it's an outfielder league oh that's good and i think
1: i think it's more uh west coast down yeah. maybe yeah. maybe it's like the al nl west team
0: that's what i was thinking okay so let's go
1: through like, i kind of like this so one name that comes to mind right away um
0: i bellinger in it
1: yeah that was exactly where i was going bellinger i could
0: see mookie of course i mean if you have trout you gotta have mookie so this is turning like out a to be league. a pretty insane league
1: so maybe the buy-in wasn't thousand.
0: i know i wonder could um chris bryant be in there he it was, he was with the giants was because <laughs> season that's that's a good one. I'm starting to think this is
1: closer to a fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollar buy-in. Like this is getting to be a a bigger league. And plus, Tommy did say in his interview that he was a big time gambler, high roller. Like he yeah, doesn't now, like when people fuck with his money. So maybe now, he
0: is. Now, do you think it's a winner K. take all league? Do you think yes. they do payout one, two, three? No, I think because of the way Tommy do they have a punishment reacted. in the league? Do they have a punishment?
1: And maybe could Tommy
0: have had the worst team in the league where he had to do the punishment. And that led what, to the slap.
1: What if the punishment was the loser had to, I don't know if this would be bad enough, but going like 0 for four on a primetime game or in the playoffs. Like, I feel like that's kind of fixing the game. Like what kind of punishment would they have? Maybe like, maybe
0: slap the know. winner in front of <laughs> everyone. On national TV and on social media, that so. would be an
1: insane bit long. than you have by to
0: them. like imagine if he had to do it as punishment to then have to explain that he hit the guy for a fantasy football league, but they had to make it look real. And he just ate three games and lost like a hundred
1: fifty k yeah. yeah. salary. Oh, what a what a punishment that would be! I'm curious to see how much longer this stays in the news cycle because right now it's Wednesday. It's been in for like what three
0: days? Yeah, I think Rob Manfred should like make every player who is in that league come out they got to come out yeah a, yeah yes i think them. so
1: it's one of the largest scandals and i think if he makes like a funny spectacle of it it could actually be good for the game it
0: would be I great think. for the game what um, if imagine if roger goodell like posed with all the guys like he went to a baseball game and he just posed with all those guys that'd be great
1: i i want to be able to watch and track this league in the future and put pressure on them can you, and just can watch you imagine
0: if you could follow different fantasy football leagues and like get the group texts like I th- I think we might be like was like onto a Twitch something. type of thing you know I what think, I mean where I think we, we might watch. be onto something that, I, th- I I could see this down, down app the road idea.
1: We, down the road where they could have like live streams of like personalities and celebrities and the fantasy yeah I could I could see this happening and I think the first group we would need to see are those those outfielders. Um that that would be electric, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to stay on baseball or go somewhere else. No, but, uh, I want to
0: before we talk more baseball because I think you know that was basically a football convo. I just want to pivot <laughs> to something completely random. You went to the Indy five hundred, yes. What was Dude. that experience like? So,
1: um, and Fred, did anyone wear
0: jean shorts?
1: No, no jorts. Oh. Um, we were very normally dressed. It, it, I mean, I, me and my buddy jack wore um stock car shirts to an indie car race we oh you must. i you mean must. it was it was just a bad look we were wearing mustang and there was like chevy and all that like other jazz there did Whatever. you get
0: chirped by any indie fans no chirps oh. it was
1: only just by one of my my friends that really knew cars um but so i live in the suburbs of chicago like 30 minutes south of the city and so we left the morning of the race we got up and we left my house at four four thirty a.m. And the race starts at eleven Eastern, um, or 12. Eastern. Did anybody Eastern, oversleep? Eastern.
0: Did anybody oversleep? No, we
1: were all we were all good. My buddy uh, drove, woke up at his house, and drove down and picked us up because he's used to waking up at that time. So he picked us up. We got on the road. We got to the off ramp to get like to the stadium, the track, at call seven fifteen, and. It's um like that was good timing. Like it was good. I'm actually just gonna work all in Central Time here, so it starts at twelve Central. We got there at like seven fifteen. It was a fucking shit show. It took us three hours or in change to get off the highway because there's just that what? many. Pe- well, dude, there's that many people going to the Indy 500. Like they estimate three hundred fifty thousand. This was the first one where they had all the people back since COVID. And so wait, you were
0: sitting in traffic for three hours. Oh no,
1: we were like it was yeah. No, we watched like people get out of the cars like pee in the fucking overpass or whatever. Yeah, like we saw it all. It was it was fun, it was good that we had who we had in the car because we had good vibes.
0: Was like um, music getting played? Was yeah, we had podcast being listened to. What good, was, good country what was going rock, down. country oh, rock love mix. It. Love that, love that, good, good mix. Um, so and that's we what get, you need for indie car. You can't be listening to rap when you're going to indie. Cars.
1: I mean, I asked for rap like every ten minutes, and my buddy would look at me and he'd look at the artist and be like, "Say you're sorry to like Sir these <laughs> or something." I'm like, whatever. So. Here's the issue though. It's like wherever the track is for the Indy 500 is in, it's in the middle. Imagine it like Lambo, right? It's, it's in the middle of just a neighborhood. It, it's not how far out from by,
0: Indianapolis is it? Oh,
1: like 20 minutes, 15,
0: oh. it's like, it's like, so it's, in like the,
1: in the suburbs. It, it's a suburb. Right. Yeah. But these weren't suburbs suburbs. When we were like driving through the area surrounding the track, it, it's the ghetto. Like it was, <sighs> really bad it was bumper to bumper we were dragging ass through the problem was when you got off the highway it wasn't an off-ramp and then like a little interchange to get into a road no it the, the off-ramp was on to like a re- residential road so it was just jam-packed bumper to bumper like it was terrible terrible just logistics and all of that jazz so we finally like after creeping through the ghetto which have like cars parked on either side and it was just not a great time we got to our, um, our lot and we had a prepaid parking pass. We got to our lot and it was, I mean, dude, we got there at 11 45 right before 12. And so we're like, dude, it's getting close. We get up there and the guy says, um, sorry, lots full. Can't, can't let you guys in. And I'm like, what? Like we got this prepaid. And he's like, no, so like, I, he tried and say something, but like, it really looked like he didn't want to say it, but he just like bashfully said like, yeah, you can't. And then my buddy, Tim, who was driving was like, I mean, we've been fucking waiting for five, six hours of traffic. Like I got to pee. Can I pee? And the guy was like, yeah, I mean, like you can pull in and then pull out. So he lets us in. So he goes and pees in like the year or outhouse, whatever the hell you want to call him. I fucking can't remember the name right now. This was such an insane story. And we're watching some cars get let in, some cars go out, and we kind of get this feeling of like, I don't even freaking know if they know what's going on at that front gate, because there's a ton of cars waiting to get in. And they might just start letting people in because they can't turn everyone out. And so we start waiting and waiting and filibustering and just buying time. And finally, we're like, okay, I'm going to go me. I'm going to go pee. I'm not coming back to the truck. I'm just going to start walking and I'm going to find a spot. I found a spot. I called him, got him into the spot. We're walking in and it's five minutes till race start. Maybe Jim Cornelius is finishing that like sweet home, Indiana song or whatever fucking song they sing. I don't know. He's singing it after he's done. They have a flyover of six jets and we didn't hear them approaching from the North. We were coming from the South of the, the track one stays low and flies over the track and the five like fly up and they like they all spread out and we had we did not see this coming hear it coming and the one flies over our heads and buzzes us and it was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life maybe I told them right when I happened, top three coolest thing I've ever seen in my life like just to naturally see that not expect it it was unbelievable I literally said to myself, I was like, whoever's against us loses. Like, how the fuck do you beat that? Couldn't even hear these guys coming. Uh, that was louder than the race. But we get into the race, Sam, and I didn't wear ear protection because I wanted to know what it felt like afterwards. Well worth it. You could you can go with the race without wearing ear protection. Um, but that, that was exhilarating. And it, I got ran over by a guy in a wheelchair as well. Um, oh. I, I had the worst cheeseburger ever in my life. And it what was one it? of the coolest experiences. The burger? yeah 1.4 out of 10 terrible dude i i liked it because i was hungry
0: what was wrong with
1: it everything the burger tasted like but it it tasted my buddy i think said it was it was being cooked in like the beef grease and shit and i was just like they weren't they weren't cleaning the hot plate that they were cooking it on and i was like this is just bad it was just a bad burger no good and it was what you expect at indy though no, you, no, no, no. The thing about the infield though, at the, in, at the track, like it's not just the race. Like we watched the race. We had seats on the first turn or like the finish. So the fourth corner and then the start finish going into the first turn. And we were underneath like a covered overhangs. We had seats. We were watching, but we oh, went into the infield like, what, fucking awesome. How we, how were were we were staring at pit road. Oh, wow. So there's like two levels to the bleachers. Mm-hmm. We are on the top level. Um, so we had a better bird's eye view to look down yeah, yeah. the track, which was really nice, but we got to see like pit crew and all of it. I but... feel like
0: that's better to set higher at those type of things.
1: Yeah. I mean, you get, you, you can get sick of being that close, but like where we were, you would see a lot of like going into the first turn, a lot of the overtakes. And so like uh, these two racers, Dixon and Palu, I found out afterwards they were teammates, but they were like slipstreaming each other. So one would be in front and the other would be right behind the one in front eats all of the wind resistance. So that eats more fuel of that car. And the one behind doesn't have as much resistance so they can smoothly kind of drive behind them. But once they want to pass, they can easily lose that slipstream punch it and then go in front. And they were like, Bouncing back and forth for like forty laps, and That's we were—I mean, we were right there watching them every time they'd make that pass onto the first turn. The weird thing was, though. Um, speaking of the turns, there were three single car accidents, um, all on the second turn. It was weird. I didn't understand like why that happened. I mean, I'm sure some of the race fans could, but it was just one of those things where like it happened in the corner, same corner three times. I was like, all right, well, maybe something's going on here.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, but we got out early because um you don't want to deal with the traffic. No, dude, because we were getting out and they had DUI checkpoints set up at like every exit. And there was like one way into the lot, one way out on this like residential road. And so we were like, yeah, they were setting up the checkpoints when we got to them and they were on lap like 185. And we're like, yeah, no chance. I mean, it goes to 200. But we're like, yeah, thank God we're out of here. And I mean the ghetto was so sketch. It was one of those where if something bad happened, chaos was going to ensue and there was nowhere to go. It was just tense. So if we were ever to do it again, stay the night before. Don't do don't do the drive. I mean, that was just hell. Absolute hell. Um, but it was so worth it in the end. So worth it. I mean, Mount Rushmore of American sporting events. Very cool. Wish I got to see the start. We didn't get to see the start.
0: Um, but regardless, that was. That was awesome. Who was the rowdiest person out of the group?
1: No one was really rowdy. We were really like,
0: who got like nah. hyped though? Like, who got hyped? Like, no, we were all, well, it, dude, it was hard
1: to get hype when you're sitting in standstill traffic for three hours. Like, we had <laughs> the excitement. Did it drain oh. you guys? Yeah, it was draining. I mean, so I, I didn't have a ton of sleep from the night before, um, but I, I slept like four or five hours before that, like waking up. And so I got home that night. And we all like just slumped all night. I slept, Sam, from 6 30 until 6 a.m. Wow. Yeah. Like I just my body was so drained that I I slept but waking for up 12. from
0: that is the best.
1: Oh yeah. I couldn't believe like how good I felt. And then I, I had to work, I had to work six hours then that next morning, and I was like, thank god I got 12 hours of sleep. But yeah, event. all that's around, it was an absolute time. And I, I tell everybody like that's uh that's something that you should probably do. And like you can take your your significant other and they would have fun because it's not just like a sporting event. Like there's there's other things to do. Like the infield was popping. They had in the snake pit, Martin Garrix, Steve Aoki, Galantis and someone else for like five hours six hours and like you could buy a pass for like 75 to 100 to go see that and i was like so they just and there's a 18 hole golf course inside
0: that people were playing like there's just a really? whole dude that infield So they keep you busy while the race is going on so they, you don't get
1: and they keep you there after the race is done that infield is big enough i think to hold like jerry's world like it's gigantic the That's the sick. whole the track goes around that whole puppy. People camp out like inside the infield and shit. It's it's a lot, but we didn't get to experience n- more than a
0: tenth of it. It was just there was so much going on. That's so much, sick. but look at you recommending date spots and date adventures.
1: No, because there was a ton of people there who were like you you wouldn't expect how many, honestly, how many females were there. I was gonna be honest, I expected all males, like this was like a NASCAR race. No. It was like people were enjoying themselves. It, it has so, like a like a like a motorized Kentucky Derby feel to it, where it's not like as pageantry filled, but it's the, like
0: yeah, dress up,
1: right. But it's more of like a summer festival feel.
0: So, would you recommend it more as a boys trip of four guys, or do you yes. recommend it more as a you know bachelor trip for date. sure? Oh, okay. Bachelor trip, hundred oh, percent. Okay okay like that well you're recommending it kind of as like a double date spot well i'm saying you
1: you you can bring someone with and you'll still find like enjoyment they won't want to shoot their head because the cars are
0: so loud okay so like here's a ranking then would you rather go on a double date to indie car nba mlb nfl rank those four so if i'm
1: on the floor at an nba game like that's hard to pass no but I,
0: you're not you're not it's normal okay scenes.
1: well then that'll be like okay so it was
0: i'll go th- nba mlb nfl indy car
1: indy's gotta be top two i think that just wow. because it's like once a year it's just i mean one or two is it one it, or, two? I, it one or only, two? it's at number two because okay. i think i think if you're able to go I think a summer baseball game is just really hard to pass up because like you don't have to sit there and be actively uber engaged
0: and you got the ambiance. Right. So I think that goes number one.
1: I think NFL's last and I think NBA's third because NBA has got a better atmosphere than an NFL, but NFL, I mean, that is the hardest sport to follow, especially in person because if people don't
0: follow NFL, they're gonna be like, "What's that? What's that?" No I give up. I don't care. Yeah,
1: literally, no, no clue. And especially
0: so, if you're close to the field, that you just experience the aggressiveness of the game. You know, which yeah. turns a lot of people off. The closer you are, exactly. So I, I, I do think, um,
1: Indy five hundred is definitely should be on everyone's bucket list. Wow, you you
0: heard it here first, Jack McFarlane mm-hmm. with the Indy car wreck. That's um, a letter of wreck. And then um, talking about NBA real quick, so it's Warrior Celtics. Dude, not, no storyline is better that's going to carry this series than Kyrie KD not being on these teams. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. more I like where it can be overplayed as much as they want to overplay it and it's still just the it's just a meme dude it's just like one of those twitter memes that like everybody's chirping kd everybody's chirping Kyrie. and for kd i think it's unfair because when kd was with golden state everybody chirped him as his ranks don't count because he joined the warriors so he's like oh i'm gonna go off on my own and i'm gonna like do it my way so for him i think it's either way he was gonna get chirped but Kyrie, dude the Celtics made the Eastern Conference Finals before Kyrie showed up, okay? Kyrie joins. They did it way worse with Kyrie. He leaves. They've gone to two Eastern Conference Finals, and now they're going to the finals without Kyrie. It's just the best thing ever. It's just awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, – I I think the Warriors – and now I saw this stat, and I could be so wrong, Okay. They've only lost one playoff series under Steve Kerr, right? Yeah. And that was well, no, the LeBron. No,
0: no, they, no, they've lost they lost two. Raptors what was the second one. Raptors finals. Mm, you're right. So it's two. Okay. But yeah. Well, they've only well, lost where, the, where, where it mattered the most. Last six. Okay. the last six finals runs they've been on, like under Steve Kerr, have all like every playoff run they've been on under Steve Kerr has been to the finals. I think that is like
1: you if they if those teams like if they didn't get hurt Steph Clay like if that didn't happen they didn't have attrition like the they Warriors I really think that narrative that we just talked about with like Kyrie and Kevin not being there on their teams like mm-hmm. in, in the finals I think the storyline could really be like holy fuck they nearly just made eight straight finals
0: yeah which LeBron that,
1: did Le, right but LeBron. Like that, that's
0: what I'm saying, but
1: he created a couple super teams. He did his thing. And this one was just organically built like the bulls teams that everyone likes to say with Mike, like they were ridiculous. You can't dispute the fact that they just put those together in the most organic way. And the fact that they can subtract like the greatest offensive score we've seen in Kevin Durant and just still do their thing. Pick up a guy like Andrew Wiggins, former number one overall pick, and make. And him. he was
0: such a selfish player before he joined yeah. the Warriors, and he's like played his role. He was an All Star this year. I think did his that, thing. yeah, I
1: think that just is an, even Jordan more of Poole. a test to how good that culture and team is. That we, t- I don't know if I've taken it for granted the last two years, probably because we've been so wrapped up in like, oh, this is the kawaii time, and there's like a new era of NBA, but it's like, hey, the freaking Warriors have always been doing their thing man
0: well think about too like they got guys on their team like Otto porter jr who was supposed mm. to be like a star player for the bulls he kind of was supposed to be that star with some of the other teams he just accepted being a role player that's been huge for them that's yeah. been massive i mean think about the warriors too they have a top pick in Wiseman from a few years ago he doesn't even see the court he's been he hurt play. It doesn't even matter they still make the finals <laughs> it's just you know and they made a huge investment into him you know it's just it's crazy dude it's it's, it's crazy, crazy what they've done the culture's so strong and it's the first time ever I've seen the Warriors in the playoffs because of the Bulls stuff that I've always been like I can't root for the Warriors I, I'm riding them this fine like I know, Celt- man. Because I like Tatum and that deep, the Celtics defense has been unreal, but their time's still going to come, I think. I think the Warriors, though, how many runs do they really have left of them being this yeah. dominant? I want to yeah. see it while we still can okay. just appreciate the greatness.
1: Yeah, that. And it's, I mean, this is just a very lazy casual basketball fan take but it's a freaking offense league and i'm not going to sit here and put my but that's money why in. i'm yeah. excited
0: for this matchup yeah the Celtics have played unreal defense i know Orgus smart is a deep is just so good he's a lockdown guy and um it's gonna be really fun to watch and both teams have depth that's what's cool about this too is both teams have stars but they're both both teams have homegrown stars
1: so a stat that came across my Twitter um, right before we started recording, Steph Curry, when defended by Marcus Smart in the last five years, he has 30 points total in six games, 37% shooting, 30 from three, seven turnovers. So, I mean, that that's intriguing. I, I mean, I think the matchup has to be Marcus on him, and then I think you have to put Wiggins on Tatum, and they're just going to grind each other apart all game. And I –
0: I think Draymond will get on Tatum at some points too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, once Wiggins goes off the floor with like foul trouble or something. Yeah, I agree. And then I think that'll that'll open up down low. But. It's going to be a fun chess match to watch. I think the NBA, if they did rig a, a, a finals, it was this one, because this is this had to have been the finals. Like, if it was
0: Heat Warriors, nobody's watching. Like, at all. Yeah. I mean, the thing, too, is everybody would have been like, the Warriors are winning that series. We don't care. Five, yeah, five-game gentlemen sweep. F- like who So, cares? the funniest tweet I've seen during these playoffs is people have been making comments that if the Bulls had Jimmy Butler, he completes the Bulls what people keep forgetting when they say that they keep forgetting when they say that is we wouldn't have Zach Levine if it wasn't for Jimmy Butler for that trade. So people keep saying, if only you paired Zach Levine and Jimmy Butler, I'm like, that can't work. Like in no world does that work. But it also, though is hard. Like, cause when you see Jimmy Butler doing what Jimmy does here, if we just had a different coach instead of Fred Hoiberg, I would have mm-hmm. kept Jimmy all day and rolled with Jimmy. Zach Levine brings the dunk highlights and the excitement there. But if we could have built around that toughness that Jimmy has in that two way, you know, talent, it's just, it drives me nuts that he's in a different uniform.
1: Well, I think I saw a stat that said, or a, a trend, whatever you want to call it, that Jimmy Butler had lost to the eventual NBA champ like four years in a row, three or four years in a row. And so like, if that trend continues, it'd be Boston's year, But just the fact that like he gets so close every year and he looks spectacular in the playoffs every single time. Like it's undeniable now who Jimmy Butler is. This
0: year was hurt, like very Tyler Hero didn't even play. And 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 Kyle Lowry wasn't a factor. I I mean they Kyle Lowry played hurt. That did you watch that last game?
1: Yeah, they put their eggs in the
0: Kyle Lowry basket and he stinks. He played great. What are you talking about? No, I think he stinks. No in that game he played, dude, he was hurt. He got no. 15 points, I think like seven rebounds. Done. He, he forced some of the biggest turnovers that got them close to winning the game. He set up Jimmy's missed shot. He honestly reminds me, Sam, as
1: like a 2021 LA Lakers point guard, just like a fucking old
0: bum. They needed him, but that's a cold <laughs> take. But I, I do think Lowry isn't as good as people hype him up to be. But I think in this series, he was invaluable when he was on the court. I mean, he was they on the court him. for like two games, I but, think. But he was invaluable there. They almost won. Like he he, he looks like he weighs more than me. He, got he looks like he weighs so more good. than me. He he played well. He played well. I can't knock him.
1: I, I knock a point guard that looks like he weighs more than me. I mean, the guy's got a dump truck ass and he can't get off the floor. I don't Let's want to. see that your as handles though. I can't dribble left. I mean, I'll just put it out there right now. I can't. I'm am I'm a right Kyle side can.
0: guy kyle can, so i think that took away <laughs> your he's a, a right
1: villanova mba point guard i would sure hope but he's fat and so i don't i don't appreciate him or respect him right now i think he's done i i do i don't okay i think if Next the heat year we'll had a better
0: tournament.
1: i dude they didn't have the heat didn't have like any of their starting guards score points for, for like three games in that
0: series well Ola Depot. I can't watch that guy play basketball. He was good for a little in the playoffs. He, some of the shots he took, though, in that game seven just drove me berserk. But he got to – it was at that point where like, he had to. Who else on that team is
1: creating their own shot?
0: That's like – th- There were a few. There were a few, but they were struggling. Jimmy, I mean, they, um, that's it. S- Strauss or Struce. No,
1: Struis is a runoff pull-up three guy. Nemus, but he was like, making on them. No, he was like – Did,
0: you, did a, you not see that three at the end of the game when he shot that – three fadeaway in his spot i remember nailed it i remember
1: working over a defender that man played like 22 minutes had no stats and three fouls and missed nine
0: threes in a playoff game he made a three when it mattered in game seven no look shooters still
1: shoot but max drews was not the guy they needed a better point guard they just needed a better guy like if they had
0: and bam took some dumb shots bam took some really dumb shots in the post
1: I, I don't know if Bam is an offensive player like
0: He that. was trying to shoot, like, a fadeaway over Al Horford. I'm like, why are you shooting a fadeaway in the paint? Al Horford. That, uh, last that guy finally I, is in the finals. Oh,
1: yeah, last thing about this uh, series. This is a good good question. Al Horford, Hall of Famer? No. Or Hall, very good. I Hall, think very if he, good. I think if he wins this and maybe plays another year, we could be talking about it because I feel like he would be in a weird category of, like, power forward centers with, like, yeah. Points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals. Cause like he just does everything. He would well, be in so, a weird category.
0: You know what's interesting? Al Horford got shipped off to OKC two years ago to no man's land when OKC was yeah, when they were
1: you know, tanking and they, 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 they
0: and then made Horford sure he comes didn't play. To yeah, comes back to Boston. And then you look at CP, and this was this year. He he's in the finals. Last year it was CP3 who got sent off to OKC no man's land gets the phoenix and now he was in a final so i don't know i think okc has something to do with it it's that okc effect
1: <laughs> i i had a buddy who was an okc fan growing up like when KD and russ and harden and ibaka were there like he became a fan at the right time i don't know
0: who's a fan anymore no one. no <laughs> but talking about a few disappointments like how your buddy might be disappointed with okc hmm. charlie jones is rumored mm. to be transferring or he entered the transfer portal mm. um former guest of the pod um what are your thoughts it's sad as fuck but yeah
1: um i guess the only he makes silver plays dude he makes yeah, plays the only silver lining to it is our kick returner could be Keegan Johnson and i'm not like everybody's saying
0: dude people have been calling Keegan Johnson a unicorn they're like he's going to be a stud next uh, year uh, He's going to be a stud and then you know what's going to happen before he has a takeoff year like this might be like the setup year for the takeoff year. You know what's going to happen? USC is going to buy him a house in Southern California and pay him three and a half million dollars. See, see, that's why I think he'll go off just like Addison.
1: That exact. That exact sentence. He's a unicorn. I don't think he, he is a very good college receiver. He can do a lot of good things. I just say I
0: don't know yet because he only played one year. I, I count it. I think he's really
1: good, but I think Iowa fans are grasping at straws right now because oh. they're afraid and they don't know who we have at receiver. <laughs> well, did you
0: see um Tony Raz's IG story yesterday? No, what was it? Tony Raz was grinding on the IG stories. He was coaching up Spencer Petris, oh, and fuck. he and you know who was catching balls for him in Jersey stop nico regini no so we we got those boys back we got those boys back but no charlie
1: I don't even like. It's not a personal thing as Nico. It's just like I want Arlen to get his touches, yeah, and then it's, Keegan. I want Keegan I wanted to Charlie there. to get
0: his touches. I mean, I was excited for Charlie to just go off, right. be the next Hunter Renfro in the NFL. That's what I was. He's hoping so
1: for. different than Hunter Renfro. But that's Mr. what I was. <laughs> I'm saying the
0: I'm saying the Renfro shock though. I'm saying the Renfro surprised everyone in the NFL. That's what I wanted I Charlie see. to do.
1: Yeah, it's it's sad. It's sad that this team just continues to take another step back. I don't know why. I mean, he went through all the spring practices. And And we
0: have a new QB coach who's a QB consultant or whatever, but I don't think it really matters. I mean. No,
1: our QB uh, coach, I thought it was Brian.
0: Yeah, but we have a consultant guy from another team who's like unpaid. He's like an unpaid guy. Oh, like
1: what Jamie Coles does for kicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. But our offense, I have no hope in it right now. We have no real – I mean, we have Gavin Williams and some of, the, some of these young running backs, but I'm not reading into it until we play football next year. No, you can't. No, you, you really can't. And, and like, I I did um... – Defense is going to be phenomenal. Like, I'm excited to watch our defense play. I mean, all they can do, though, is let us down. That's what I'm worried about because there's so much hype around certain guys.
1: Yeah. But
0: – I will say this, – Sam... We're not talking the Iowa football we were talking a year ago going into this year. Like I, we're heard, shock the world. I heard of people that went to the open practice before we left
1: that we couldn't make a kick from the right hash. Oh, and I'm t- I'm terrified. I'm Shudak terrified back. if we just cut the field in half and we can't kick a right side field goal, and we just like we need field goals to win games. And well, shoot
0: on the pod. It's freshmen coming
1: in. I, I know the freshmen. I I watched them and they were fucking bad. Someone took the video and I was like, This is they just look bad. They don't look like good kickers, so I'm I'm scared. I'm legit scared. Maybe I say growth year. Maybe, maybe Tory Taylor becomes a kicker this year. I don't
0: know. Keep your eyes peeled. That would be Please something. Take a page at it. <laughs> he does the reverse Pat Mac. Starts as a puncher, goes to kicking. He'll get drafted.
1: Freaking actually, no, he won't get drafted that high because he's like twenty four.
0: Oh, yeah, I forget about that. He's old. <laughs> yeah, old man Taylor. But we love him, though. Love him. And then and talking about another disappointment on the year before we wrap up is Iowa baseball. They won over 30-plus games, lost 19 games, and they don't make the tournament. Made to the semifinal Big Ten and teams with lo- worse records like FSU and some of these other southern schools got in. And there's just this huge southern bias against, yeah, you know, there's no respect for they big can 10 play baseball. a tougher schedule early yeah. because they have the home games. It's just BS.
1: Yeah, I, I knew uh, the, the teams that I saw got snubbed, and obviously we will have bias for Iowa. I think Rutgers got snubbed, and just for the good of they college got, baseball— yeah. For the and good college baseball we killed, baseball,
0: we killed for a te-
1: you know, for Rutgers' best team ever, you know, and to make like a good run that they had, they had a good run. It would Rutgers- never
0: happen in basketball. It would you never know, happen in right, basketball. Like,
1: give them the nod, first off. Like they don't achieve that every year. They didn't like I remember in Haley's poll, like they were not a top team to finish in right. the Big Ten, and they are right now. So that's you have to give them the respect, I think, for this, like tournament setting it's a fucking like march madness type deal it's stupid may madness um the other team was nc state and that like surprised me because they always make a deep run and they have this kid that just hits absolute moonshots i think he leads the the nation in home runs they're just like another they made the freaking like world series world series i think last year they were like a game away like they played mississippi state i think and lost but they were they were right there. So I look, whenever you have these tournament things, like there's always going to be snubs and people that are upset. And obviously Iowa has every right to, they think that they have the pitching staff that can walk in and scare people and hold them the two runs and get them the win and win two, three and move on. Like it's, it's sad because this team, we didn't, I don't really like Ty. Was always very optimistic, obviously because he was on the team. But there was a lot of uncertainty of what this team would look like after a lot of senior left and a lot of people stepped up, like like Sam, like Tallman, um, um, Fulard came back. Peyton was good, and then Keaton Anthony came out of nowhere in freshman and of Hux, the year.
0: Hucksdorf. Yeah,
1: Hucksdorf decided to start hitting baseballs. I remember texting Ty like. I, there's a picture of Kyle for his birthday and his back foot was like off the ground swinging. And I was like, hey, I'm going to throw a change up at him and just strike him out every fucking time. And now he had like four home runs and nine RBIs in a game or whatever. And it's like he's shoving it down my throat all big time tournament. So this yep. team, are they're in a good spot because they still have the young, really good pitching staff going forward. Like they're always going to, I think, be strong pitching. It's just... I don't know when they'll get their respect and maybe you just got to keep scheduling these Texas texts at the beginning of the year, but it's, it's just, it sucks that it's all for nothing. Almost, you know, it does. It feels like it right now. There's no, like, there's no consolation good at times.
0: I mean, you have Mazer, who could be a first round pick this year in the draft. Um, Dean, Dean had played really well too. Yeah. I mean, they've just had some really good pitching. I mean, And, you know, that Michigan game was horrible. I mean, they lost by 12 runs. Yeah. But to be in that semifinal for Iowa baseball was just a great look all together. Yeah. But they should have made it through. Like, dude, who in the Big Ten in in basketball, I was going to say football, in basketball where you make it to the semifinal in the Big Ten tournament, you have a winning record by a mile, and you don't make the NCAA tournament. When does that ever happen? Never. Yeah. Yeah, but how many, but, but then like the, the inverse to like my response
1: to that is like, how many Big Ten baseball teams win the national title? I mean, well, I that's can tell you because, a couple
0: that win the, Big Ten basketball. So but that's, that's where it's, but that's because though, too, they don't get the opportunity. That's where this issue stems from.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it's it's a tough it's a tough answer for because, the conflict. Like, one thing
0: Heller has talked about is like starting the season later in like April, so then it's kind of fair where it plays later into the summer. And I think the only issue college baseball has with that, or the I think it's the Southern schools have issues with that because then their players go play Cape Cod League and all these summer leagues, and they wouldn't be able to do that. So I think that's where the conflict is, and there could be other things. I haven't looked into it that deep but that's my theory, but it's just, there has to be another way of making it more fair for some of these schools that just have no control on where they're based locationally. You know, it's unfair yeah. to their programs. Cause then just dooms the schools.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's that uh, there is no, there's no easy answer to college baseball, but I think the one thing we can agree on though, like parity, parody, parody is not really going to be found. Like you'll see a coastal Carolina once in a while, um, but it's always going to be those Texas, Mississippi's, those Alabama's. Yeah, but like,
0: it's like look at football though. That's an outdoor sport. Nobody knocks people for you know like Ohio State playing in winter games. Or you know, obviously the season yeah. starts in the summer. But like you know, it's just you know location on, what, bias. What, what I was, was going to unreal. say though
1: is we're having this talk right now. That's that's a lot for college baseball. I for think. Real. I like, don't think I would have ever given a fuck like this Ever, yeah. you know, ever and, and you Like i have college
0: baseball guys in the last Two years, y- you kind
1: of have to I mean, it's so exciting, especially Like when you, when you know people who are Playing or like, oh, I, have, yeah. I have a friend who's I mean, he plays, I've talked about Tennessee Tech, but he fucking, he'll be Like, dude, I'm watching my buddy's buddy that like Signed at, like like Memphis, and it's like, dude, I couldn't Care less, but like he does, and he watches like All those games, and like, that's just college baseball fans are rabid psychos Well, well think you about you when we go to that.
0: iowa games you see all the people who live in iowa city and they're so into it because it's their pro team yeah 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 like, that's what it is there dude like it's great it's such a vibe and like the thing about college games no matter where you watch a college game it's a mix between the vibes of a pro game, pro game or college game and vibes of a high school game yeah. Like, I get high school flashbacks when I go to Iowa games. Yeah. It's just you walk around, you know people, you say hi, you're walking around the ballpark. It just feels like a high school type of thing. You have concessions, and it's the cheapest concessions in all of Iowa athletics, I have to say, too. And I don't – please don't change it, Iowa, for me saying that. But it's so affordable, though, to go to those games, too, and yeah, get a and snack or whatever. And they're, and they're free. So like... Right. Well, yeah, that, too. I Not mean, more for <laughs> us, dude. Well, maybe oh, for another year or two, but yeah, after we'll that, see. we'll see.
1: <laughs> but moving on from college to pro baseball, uh, it comes with sad news that I'm officially nearing the edge of being panicked about the White Sox.
0: And Jack's <laughs> going to be a baseball free agent fan soon. No, no, no.
1: I, I, I'm yeah, not willing to put my name into the
0: portal. You're, you're uh, thinking about it, though. You're thinking about it. I, I just, See? See? No. Uh, everybody, I'm, 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 after I'm smiling. three years of working on it, he might be joining the north side by the end of the summer. Oh, he I'm might s- be coming over. I'm
1: smiling right now because I'm looking at two stat lines on this team. And I just want to read them out loud to everyone listening. Um, sure. The one name that everyone, every Sox fan is just kind of fed up with, sick of seeing in the lineup. Can you guess the name?
0: Um, uh, um, yeah, Abreu. Nope. Wrong. Lurie Garcia. Fuck you, oh. by the way.
1: I mean, I like him, but just put him lower. In the I don't know. Some Abreu. of my
0: Sox friends have been chirping him pretty hard saying we got to get rid of him.
1: So. No, can't get rid of him. He's look. He, I'll speak on Abreu right here, actually. 23 walks to 33 strikeouts. I mean, for Abreu, that's significant because the guy loves pounding the ball into the ground and striking out. He yeah. leads the team in doubles. So I'm, he's fine. He's a little older. He's fine. Okay. Here's the problem I have. Lurie garcia who bats second sometimes second in the lineup yeah he has two walks and 25 strikeouts with a 190 <sighs> average
0: and 200
1: on base can't how is that,
0: that can't be how, having that
1: how is that allowed okay let's go to another name
0: and this gonna, is g- this it. is gonna hurt me I to love say this game i love this game it's gonna
1: hurt me to say yoan moncada yep he was the other guy i was gonna say two walks 19 strikeouts no yoan is a typically a patient batter he likes to watch too many pitches usually that's my problem with him. swing the fucking bat yo-yo 133 average 176 on base granted 15 games played he hasn't gotten his like legs under him fully but dude let's pick it the fuck up like there's just i could go on there's just names on this team where yes there are injuries you cannot control those you can't control how stupid Tony is with the, with the lineup sometimes, but you can't control if you're the team is the, the effort. So it are you on the fire like, Tony train yet? I, I've been on. I've been skeptical of Tony for a year now. I have
0: been drunk. Tony,
1: God, I'm not gonna call him drunk, but I've been skeptical of this fucking asshole. This old senile shit. There yep. has to be something yep. going on where I'm I think. You. I think these White Sox played unbelievably harder for Rick Renteria than they are for Tony Larousa and Tony yeah. Larousa has a hall of fame he has Rick. rings you should have kept Rick we shouldn't have kept Rick but the point being we, we, I think we took two steps back and we're feeling it right now because it felt like we were ascending 2 years ago and now I we're told not. You, just
0: wait I told you I'm I'm just getting
1: and Dallas Keichel just got guys, designated too. Yep. It was wonderful to see that. <laughs> Let's, well, especially because he chirps so much. I just want to, like, I just want to big picture the whole Dallas Keichel experience. We signed him for a lot of money, like a pretty chunk of change to be in yeah. an, any eating lefty that knows how to win a World Series. <laughs> he did not bring you a chip, didn't bring us a ship. <laughs> didn't finish out his contract made me hate him once they took spider <laughs> Tack away. And he accused other people of cheating when he was a cheater himself. I, I don't know what to believe of the Dallas Keiko experience, but I think that is a resounding L on Rick Hahn. And I don't know how I can like, I, that fucking sucks that Rick Hahn took a fat L on Dallas Keiko. Yeah. Is he he's, taking a he's fat? He's starting to L take on, a lot
0: of fat elves. I know, man. It looks like
1: because I feel like we're so. Your risk- team isn't playing is, together. They're so risk adverse to like make these moves to jump for a World Series that we just tiptoe around. I don't know. And you gotta that,
0: have the talent. You you guys bought in too early. We Cubs, did bu- we made we, a we made a deep playoff run before we really well paid the price. No, I mean 2015. The Cubs, they, 2015 yeah, it laid the groundwork.
1: We. I don't even know what to think anymore. At this point, every Sox fan like me is holding out hope for a 12 out of 15 game stretch where they just start hitting the shit out of the ball, start pounding baseballs in black jerseys, screaming. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. feeling it. If that doesn't happen, they're dead in the water, dude, because yeah, I, I I have text messages. You got Johnny Cueto
0: though. I mean, that's exciting. Hey, I,
1: I have also receipts from that. I wanted him this off season. I was like, yeah, bring me Johnny Cueto. If this guy's not on a rotation any day of the week, I love Johnny Cueto. Favorite pitcher growing up, not
0: named Tim Lincecum. I have receipts. I saw him of my- play right before he got traded from the Reds. Was it was it exciting? It was. It was in Colorado I, too. I want to so.
1: watch him too because he looks just like a, a joy to watch pitching because he's just like always moving and grooving and shaking and bacon. He is, a, he is the best. But I have receipts of a buddy that texted me before the season started about the Sox. Over, under, it was 90 fucking two or three wins. Yeah, and you definitely took the over. Oh, I said under. Oh. I said under, Sam. I said, don't tell this to anybody, but I have to say this now because I just – I had this feeling. They didn't get better. As better as the division around them got, oh, and they're right. not going to waltz in and take the division. Who, who's wins leading... the division right now? I I know that I don't get that. Who's leading the NL Central right now? I'm pretty Friends. sure NL. It's the oh, it's NL the Brewers. Central
0: Brewers. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I made a specific reference in my text but they're not that, gonna
0: hold it the whole
1: that there. what the Brewers would do to the NL Central this year is what the White Sox did last year, and that won't I need happen the receipts.
0: Again. I need the receipts. I'll. I have it. I'll show him to you. Good. I either think Cardinals way, are going to win the division for the either.
1: Either way, the White Sox totally expected to do the same thing again, and they subtracted a Cy Young pitcher. Yep. I, I just don't understand how you can't put money back into this team, not name Larry Garcia, and expect to get different results. Like it's just mind-boggling. There's going to be a move that comes. I don't know. Now hold on. Before we pivot to Cubs, this is actually a great seg- segue. I have a great player that the Saks could want from the Cubs.
0: I Yeah. Who? Do you know who? <laughs> I I have some guesses. Give two. Either Patrick Wisdom. No. Nope. he don't, actually you hits don't, bombs. don't eat him. Don't need oh. him. You know, he has 11 home runs while you're leading <laughs> 11 at, home runs. He, you he guys has, have Robert <laughs> at six and Aloy's at five. Robert's an MVP candidate. Keep going. No, he's not, but. Good thinking. Keep going. Contreras, no, no, you oh, missed it. You, you missed it. it. Uh uh-uh. uh. What about Ian Hap? Yeah, that was my Ian
1: guess. Any day of the week, you you fucking kick Lurie to the curb and bring in Ian Hap, and he's a terrible second baseman, but I want his bat in the lineup.
0: Sure, nah, we're keeping him. No, stop, please. I don't. Like, there's I no don't. Reason think, to. I thought going into the year we're gonna sell a lot of these guys, but depending where we end in June, I don't know. Sam, you I guys really are nine know. games under 500 at 11 yeah. back from the brewers but but we're 8 yesterday. and 17 start at cooking. home we're gonna start cooking i'm telling you, you can't you can't win at wrigley you're 8 and 17 dude we can, dude last year i was hyping us up because we we crushed may we we did un, if the season ended tomorrow we would have won a world series in may like we we, we were we were that good of a team This Hold on, year we start off I, slow just starting to cook. I'm telling you. We're just th- starting to cook. Here's a little theory I about the We just got to get rid of Cubs. Jay Hay. We got to dump Jay Hay. It drives me nuts that he even <laughs> is on the squad still. So. so here's my little theory but about the Cubs. Hashtag and Jed we trust.
1: So they had their hot April and May. Okay, whatever. I remember I read that the MLB added humidifiers or humidors to all of the stadiums. So they knocked out a lot of humidity. So the ball wouldn't fly. Okay, hold on, bear with me. And if they changed the baseball to deaden it, wouldn't that help a pitching staff like the Cubs who can't throw the ball harder than 90, which means the ball can't oh, leave be the great. Yard. It'd be great. It was great for their pitching staff for a little, it was. And then it but. started to natural It started to get naturally more humid so they couldn't stop the humidity they might have changed the ball back. I don't know. But now we start seeing the ball fly a little. And we've seen a little, like, uh, from the Cubs, I think, the last two weeks. We've been, like, a little uh. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying that's a tinfoil theory. Look, I also know that for the White Sox' sake, they were hitting a lot of warning track shots. And if that ball was changed and they were taking humidity away, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Because there were a lot of games we could have won if they didn't fucking take that away. Like, for another example, first game of the year. Javi would have hit a home run and we wouldn't have had to watch AJ Pollock have it hit off his glove. And then like, like go over the wall or whatever, like you know what I'm saying? Like it would have just been a clean walk-off could yeah. have been a lot easier to deal with.
0: Yeah. Right now with the Cubs, we have no pitch. I consider we play offense only. We have no pitching <laughs> we've have, we have not like we're zero. <laughs> Kyle Hendricks has a five, two ERA right now. Everybody else is just dude. Like when you have a – when Keegan Thompson's leading your team in wins and David Robertson, old man David Robertson, is leading your team in saves. Former, former White Sox. I, I know. And and Justin Steele's leading us in strikeouts. I, I give no care in the world about our pitching staff. I, I tossed in the towel there. I only believe in our offense. And also, too, next year when we elevate most of our top prospects, next year, start of year three – in the Jed Hoyer, you know, movement, we're going to be good, dude. I'm telling you, like, you might think we're not that great. You might think we're, like, going downhill. Dude, Jed's recreating the Cubs magic where, like, in three years, we're going to own the NL Central another six years. Like, I'm telling you, it's going to be great. And the White Sox, you're going to be rebuilding again. You're going to be trading Aloy. You're going to be trading Robert. Uh, I'm not like, I'm not totally against trading Aloy. Like, twist I mean, my Aloy eye. is not playing great.
1: He's two, not two, playing two
0: average.
1: He's not playing. He he had know, a rehab. He had a rehab start in AAA the other night, Sam. Yeah. He hit a, he had, he had a ball through the blind.
0: infield. This is my point. Yes. No, let me well finish. Before.
1: Let me finish. He hit the ball through the infield, ran through first base, left with hamstring tightness. I tweeted. Yeah.
0: Remember when you laughed? Remember how you thought you were so funny and cool last year when you're like, thank you for handing us a Lloyd while hey. you guys are <sighs> trying to win another chip? We got one. That's why I keep saying it's the greatest World Series ever. He's such a Trojan horse.
1: He's it's the so biggest true. Trojan horse in history. I tweeted, I can't wait until we head up Kentucky to see if their washing machine is available. Because this fucking guy can't stay healthy. I don't <laughs> get I don't. I do not understand how a professional athlete could be that brittle. I do not.
0: I don't. I don't. I just don't get it. Dude, it's just so great to see that, like, you know. We gave you whatever we gave you. And you guys just won't win a World Series. I've told every Sox fan for the last five years that it won't happen. And Look, it helps. Right. Like, it helps. It helps. We won the Quintana trade. Like, that's just
1: – it's over. Like, that's over. It's over. Quintana yeah. played, like, one year, and then now we have Dylan Cease, who's top five, top six in Cy Young odds right now. I that's, mean, that's a- – That's great, but we've already win. had Cy Young winners. When was the last Cy Young winner? Jake Arrieta. How long ago was that? Uh, five years. Okay. So, like, when you guys were dominant, right? Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Okay. You guys aren't dominant, though. So, if you have one great pitcher, you're going to trade him away. Eventually. We have a
1: couple. I mean, Giulietto sucked dick last night. He's – I'll stand by that statement. I've had this my entire life. He's the softest number
0: one in baseball. yeah. yep. yep. Like, that guy just. And, it, and right when you get excited about him, he starts playing shitty again. I, yeah. He's I the don't most get unreliable that. star pitcher you could have.
1: But he'll go, he'll throw a no hitter and then let up five runs the next yeah, start. I don't that's what he was it.
0: like, though, as a prospect, too.
1: Yeah. But the only difference now is like he really shortened his motion. So he has more control on his fastball. Like he looks more like a catapult. But the guy, he angers me. This team angers me. I don't know what to think about them. I have all my friends saying it's over. They're done. We're going to lose and die and just. Yep. It's great. I don't know what to
0: think. Like, I feel bad for you someone. No, you don't. just that you talked so much. And I kept you telling you, until you guys really make a real playoff run, I'll start, like, letting that talk actually happen. And I'll accept it. And I will own up to it. Nothing's happened. And also, <laughs> remember my bets I had with my friends? where i was going to do like bottles at summit and stuff if the socks made it to the nlc or alcs and then the world series if they won it all it was gonna be bottles for a week i like i was gonna just have to buy them even if no one was at the bar i was gonna to have to do it it was the bet and it worked out for me i never had to do anything i didn't have to spend a dime it's been wonderful
1: i don't i don't know i'm lost i don't know what to think anymore i'm looking through um our pitching staff right now, like Joe Kelly. Like everyone was so stoked about Joe Kelly. His whip's 2.5 right now. Yeah. His ERA is 9.5. Yeah. Like that's tough. What the what the fuck? And you know right, You
0: guys will get rid of Joe Kelly and he'll be great on a playoff contender. Watch.
1: Can we move on to something else, or is that it? Like this is so fucked. Like I, I knew we had to I mean, talk about it, but it's just
0: Yeah, I think we gotta end on a high note though. Yeah, please. So one thing that you know what let's end on this. Let's end on this. This is a happy thing. Do you know who the newest um Madden cover is of? Do you know who's oh John Madden? Sorry? Yeah, John Madden. Let let's ride, baby. Let's ride with some John Madden on the John on the Madden 23. I did. I did oh, see
1: it. that, and I enjoyed it because I think that was like the original cover that they yeah, had used for the yeah. games. So and that was a good back. Good good homage. I like that. Um I'm trying to see. There was one thing. Oh, this was I saved this a while ago to bring up. This was the leading point scorers in 2006 NBA. We're gonna go through the top five. Okay. Who do you think number f-
0: number five was of 2006, 2006 NBA? 2006 NBA scoring. This NBA was a fun scoring. list to look at. Tracy McGrady. It was Dwayne Wade with oh, 27. Wade was five. I was gonna guess him at three. Number four. Number four. I'm gonna get these all Point wrong. guard. Other point point guard. Uh, uh Allen Iverson.
1: No, Gilbert Arenas, 29.3. Oh, yeah, Number three.
0: Number three. Um what position? He's a forward. This LeBron. is bad. Yep, 31. Yeah.
1: Number two is a guard. Kobe. Nope, AI with thirty-three. Oh, AI was thirty-three. Number then one is a was guard. Kobe.
0: Thirty-five points, I, dude. I was gonna save Kobe for one, but then I just felt like two. Okay, AI number two, Denver years. Thirty-five point. Like when was what's it was the a most? Machine. That's what when was he had the, no one on the squad.
1: But what was the most points we'd ever seen? Like a player in our era score per game. You know, like in a season. Um, I it it can't be higher. I mean, I'll filibuster while you look it up. It can't be higher than, like, 30. Well, it's probably Steph Curry. It has to be. It has to be Steph, or it has to be – Or it could have been – it could have been Melo in 2012. It, that or with... – or, like, maybe even, like uh, – I wouldn't say Katie. Curry
0: averaged 30. Okay. Russ averaged 31. Harden, 34. Oh, James oh. Harden, 36.
1: Oh, there
0: we go. 2018. Yeah, but I don't like how he got his 36. Yeah, I mean, it's Harden. No one really has fun with Harden anymore, dude. If he gets a max deal, I'll. Freak. No, same. He here's the thing.
1: He's just gonna like if they don't give him his deal, he's gonna opt in and get like fifty million.
0: Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> They backed themselves into a corner. If I'm Joel Embiid, I want to get traded.
1: Oh my god, they fight really fucked up. They fucked up oh, so like their process was trading all of the process away for James Harden.
0: Yeah, but send on this actually, who effed up more Simmons or or um the six or like who's gonna be the bigger F up? Harden yeah, or like Simmons? who like
1: who really I? Yeah, so like that trade will go down as like a lost loss. Yeah. Um. I just, I always, I, f- I still feel like there's time for Ben Simmons to redeem himself. And I play with him on 2K and he's like a God. Right. I play so I have to say, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just believe Ben Simmons will be good once he starts to play basketball with like maybe his right hand. Yeah. And
0: maybe makes free throws and shoots three pointers just once maybe he maybe Maybe
1: he just starts shooting with his right hand. Yeah. I think that could fix it.
0: Could. I think Jackie found a new career as shooting coach.
1: I'm pretty sure he dunks with his right hand. Yeah.
0: He'll switch it up. I think go lefty and righty. Well, I mean, maybe he's just LeBron does. LeBron does everything with two hands. I mean, now it's starting to sound like you think LeBron's goat. No, no. MJ's superior. All right. Perfect.
1: Like always, guys, not the same time. Same place. We'll see you guys later.